Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And we have our friend here, Andre, who actually had the pleasure of meeting when I was in Sao Paulo. Uh, he works at a local bar, and I was actually staying only 10 minutes away. So I hopped in an Uber, and I was able to meet up with him, hang out with him, and find out about his unique travel blog. Um, he, he's a Brazilian travel blogger, and he, you're actually the first Brazilian travel blogger we've had on the show, Andre. So it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. Um, yeah, his own travels uh, from Brazil uh, around the world, also his travel blog, and um, uh, also about how people can start their own travel blog and how they can get uh, sponsored trips, just like Andre has done, is doing, and will do in the future. So Andre is married, and uh, uh, he takes his wife around on these amazing adventures. I look at the pictures, and very incredible uh, photography, uh, videography, and blog posts. Uh, so Andre, uh, to start off with, why don't you share a little bit about yourself and how you got so passionate about travel? Yeah, hey guys, hey thanks guys, for having me. Nice uh, uh, to see you again, Ricky. Uh, my name is Andre, I'm 35 years old, and I am based in Sao Paulo, which is the biggest city in Brazil and in, in, in South America. Uh, we have big travel markets over here in Brazil. People travel a lot all around the world, but uh, people always going to the same uh, places. You know, Brazilians love to travel to New York City, uh, to Paris, uh, and to Florida, which is a big market for Brazilians because uh, lots of people can speak Portuguese over there. So people are kind of lazy to go to places where they don't speak the language. So Florida is a big market for us. And uh, I always uh, been fascinated about different locations, about uh, places that people don't come very often. So back in 2012, I started my blog with some of the places I've, I have already been and uh, with guest posts of uh, uh, some people who come to places that I, I myself have never been, but these guest people come. So uh, I started writing about uh, Finland, Sweden, uh, uh, there's less known places in Europe, so I start traveling to those places and, and share my thoughts, share uh, other lovely people that I met on that, those places. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's been like five years now, and uh, it's always a pleasure to know different places and different people. Awesome. So tell us about blog in the last five years. Uh, what are some of the major uh, sightseeing places you've been to? Uh, where, which cities and countries and destinations have you traveled to uh, so far? Well, our blog is huge, especially in, in three locations. Uh, when people in Brazil uh, start researching about Finland, Sweden, and Malta, uh, it's mandatory they will uh, be redirected to our blog. We have lots of content about those places, and these are the places that uh, we have the majority of Portuguese content. So we have lots of videos and photographs and, and, and articles about those, those three uh, destinations. And uh, we are really, really, really big for people who are uh, looking for those places in Portuguese. And uh, where have you uh, traveled to besides those three places? I know you've done South Africa, uh, lots yes. of different places. So tell us about some of your own travel adventures. Yeah, a couple of years ago, uh, I did a 35 days road trip uh, crossing South Africa, uh, I mean, from north to south, from east to west. 
And I uh, also been to Swaziland, which is a small country between South Africa and uh, Mozambique. I spent a, a few days over there volunteering at some uh, schools with, with, with the kids. Uh, and this uh, road trip through South Africa is also a, a great project we did together with the South African tourism and uh, with our friend Simon. I know you, Ricky, are a friend of Simon's also. And uh, uh, we did a, a great job together with that and still having lots of uh, uh, audience for those posts. Uh, also in Europe, I've been to England, uh, Scotland, to Germany a uh, couple of times, uh, Poland, uh, to Latvia, to Luxembourg, uh, Italy also a couple of times. Over here in Brazil, we are huge uh, with uh, Port Porto Alegre, which is uh, Danny's uh, uh, hometown. She was born there in the south, southern parts of Brazil, so we have uh, good content about the place. Also in Brasilia, which is our capital city, I have a lot of content over there. And uh, I also run uh, uh, guided tours over here in Sao Paulo because uh, I know a lot of places that tourists don't come very often over here. So uh, in terms of content, our uh, biggest content is from European countries because, I mean, I've been to Europe like seven or eight times. And uh, these contents about South Africa, they are also really big because our trip to, to South Africa was really big, more than a month traveling across the country. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned our common friend, Simon Lewis. He's actually been a guest of this episode, and so has Pollyanna, who actually did a whole episode just on travel in Brazil. Right. So I highly recommend, if you're watching and listening, to check out those episodes. One was with Simon, and the other was with Pollyanna, our, our mutual friends here. Uh, sure. So Andre, uh, tell us about um, what uh, strategies you've used to build up your following, because um, uh, a lot of bloggers, they, uh, you know, they start their blog, but they don't get the following that you have got. Um, what have you done differently? What's something unique about your strategy? Well, it's hard to say about strategies to get uh, following because I can't see a, a better strategy than a good content. Uh, you know, this is um, mandatory if you want to get good numbers. And specifically, I, I can tell about myself, about my blog. Uh, I am far away from being the uh, biggest blog in Portuguese because I don't talk about the places that everyone searches about. So if you want to find something about, I don't, I don't know, Paris or, or New York City, you won't find my blog. So there is no chance I can get your audience. But I mean, uh, people who read our blog, they are really, really, really focused on traveling. They're really engaged on traveling, on consuming traveling products. Uh, so uh, basically, my strategy is to, to have unique content about uh, unique locations. This is what, uh, this is my passionate about traveling. My, I, I am really passionate about different locations. Um, uh, I mean, my eyes are always shining when I see and start searching about new places. And once I go to those places to, to, to share what I experienced, this is my strategy, you know, to, to get the following. Uh, I really, really can't say about specific strategies. It's only about the content for me. Yeah, there's a saying in internet marketing. It says content is king. And the yes. better content, the more likely uh, Google will rank it and people will visit. And also, they'll share it. Um, so I couldn't agree more about the content-driven uh, strategy. Yeah, just one, one little thing. Uh, the perspective of, the, of me writing is the SEO. It's really important. 
to to get good rankings on Google, uh, you have to. Uh, 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 I don't know. Put put your pictures in a in a good size, not to be very heavy. You have to separate your text in blocks, and, and there are a few things you can do to get a, a better Google rank. But mostly, it is the content. So you specialize in the area of uh, getting press trips. I mean, you've been flown uh, to different parts of the world. And uh, that's a dream I think a lot of people have, uh, to not pay for themselves, but actually having someone else pay for your travels. So how uh, did you get those press trips? Do you reach out? Do they reach you, or a little bit of both? A little bit of both. Uh, but first of all, let me say clear that press trips are, aren't the only thing I do. Of course, I pay for my trips a lot of, a lot of times. But uh, eventually, uh, I get invited by uh, uh, tourism boards or for private companies that are running, uh, I don't know, conferences and seminars and, and travel fairs to attend and, and uh, uh, to, to help them share the locations over here in Brazil. Um, for an example, uh, I've been to a travel fair in Italy. It's called TTG in the city called Rimini. They invited us to, to go there and, and watch some seminars about the Italian community and how they are trying to reach people in Brazil. So uh, we spent like a week over there and uh, uh, get in touch with the local people who works about traveling and uh, exchanging uh, um, information about the Brazilian market uh, and people who wants to go to Italy. Um, I also was invited in 2014 to attend to Riga, the uh, capital of Latvia, because they were the uh, European capital of culture that year. So they invited me to go to the opening ceremonies, um, and of course to to share my thoughts and what I saw uh, about Latvia in Brazil. It's a very small country. I mean, not even the Europeans know Latvia a lot. So you can imagine Brazilians know nothing about the place, and. Um, uh, it, it was a great honor to be to, to be there uh, to this important event and uh, still one of the uh, biggest destinations of our blog. Awesome. So, uh, Andre, uh, when you're reaching out to tourism boards, travel companies, uh, tell us more about uh, how you uh, conceive and write and um, you know, you know, convince people uh, to take you on a press trip. So, give us your insider secrets. Well, it's not exactly a secret, but I attend to a lot of travel fairs. In Brazil, we have two big fairs over the year. One, it's called WTM, of course, the Old Travel Market Latin America, which is hosted in Sao Paulo. And the other one is called ABAV, which is a Brazilian term. So I always go to those fairs and exchange business cards and talk a lot with people with the destinations I want to reach. For an example, um, every time I go to those fairs, I focus on three or four different uh, stands um, instead of slipping cards on every stand without uh, uh, introducing myself properly. So I always go to these uh, three or four different stands, have a seat, introduce myself, and start talking about plans of, and showing cases of work I did before. And uh, why do they... Uh, so, I mean, why should they work together with me to, to reach the audience of my blog? 
So these travel fairs are really important to do that. Not only in Brazil, I attended to travel fairs in, in Germany, in Finland, uh, did ones in, in London. So it's very important for you to show your face, not only sending emails or begging for stuff. Show your face and uh, show what you can do in return for that. They are, if you want them to invest money on you, you have to show what can you do in return. Yeah, I agree with that because a lot of people who are getting into travel blogging, they're all about how can I get a free trip and how can I get a... Yeah. This is the number one mistake. on them, right? So um, yes. uh, how, how do you position it differently? Uh, how do you make it focus on the tourism board, the travel company, and not on yourself? Well, uh, it, it's hard to say that because uh, I can only speak for myself. I can't say what the tourism board can uh, do in return. So I, I, I show them my cases of uh, campaigns I did before. Um, for an example, in 2015, I, I worked with the uh, Swedish embassy in Brazil. Uh, we were in touch because they wanted us to show how friendly it is to visit Stockholm in January, which is, of course, the peak of the winter in Sweden. So we spent a week over there, and it was like freezing cold, like minus 15 degrees. And uh, we did a lot of outdoors activities and uh, to show them that it's okay to go there. You're not going to die of, because of the winter, you know. Uh, and the, uh, the, the embassy in Brazil, they, are, they were really happy, and I got some congratulations from the ambassador of Sweden in Brazil because... Uh, they keep sharing our content every time uh, the winter is coming to Finland. Oh, look how friendly we are and how many cool things can you do in Sweden during the winter time. So don't be scared. Just go there and be happy. And then they share our content. Um, so it's not only tourism boards. A lot of different uh, people uh, are interested on, on, on you to produce content. If you are a good content producer, you, you have uh, several types of companies and people uh, that you can work together. Awesome. Uh, you know, Andre, a lot of us who are trial bloggers, um, social media influencers, we post a lot of the good stuff. We post about our pictures with different monuments, beaches, us uh, with our wives or partners having fun. But there's also difficult points and moments. I mean, we fight, me and my wife fight a lot. My kids throw tantrums. Uh, I get angry at the hotels and uh, bad internet, for example. So tell us about some of your challenges. You know, it's very easy to focus on the good, but we love to also um, highlight the fact that it's always up and down. So if you don't mind, if you want to share some of the struggles of being a travel blogger too. Uh, I mean, struggles happens all the time. Uh, of course, uh, good times uh, are the majority of the things, but bad times happen. Uh, there was this time in, uh, back, at, back to Riga in Latvia where the hostel, uh, uh, they lost my reservation. So it was uh, minus 14 midnight and I have nowhere to sleep so um, so I, I started walking on the street looking for another location and the second hostel was already full and the third hostel was already full so I managed to find a fourth hostel to, to sleep that night but I mean this is not big, the, uh, something that I experienced as a travel blogger it, it can happen with every traveler around the world you know uh, ho hotels and hostels lost uh, reservations all the time. Uh, car rental companies lost reservations all the time. Uh, you, you have to keep yourself calm. Uh, 
uh, to thinking about the solution. If you start getting angry on every problem, and then you, you're going to have a problem. Uh, the, the key thing is to keep calm and um, think about the solutions. Uh, and, and I mean, don't be mad with the first challenge that you experience, because they will keep happening. Yeah, there's a saying, uh, there's a book as well, don't sweat the small stuff, because it's all small stuff. And yes. uh, I'm glad yes. they all happen. I mean, uh, uh, that's happened to us with flights and, um, you know, hotels, etc. But you just kind of live with it and understand there are going to be mistakes and uh, uh, definitely stay positive uh, up here. Very important to have a positive mental attitude. Yeah, it can be scared for you if you are in a foreign country with a strange uh, language, you know, no one, you know anything about the country, and uh, I mean, can, can be scared. I, I I understand that, but the key thing is is to take a deep breath and stay calm. Everything will will, will go okay in the end. Yes, yes, exactly. So, Andre, um, what are your some of your uh, bucket list items, your must do attractions? So, in the next couple couple of years, what are some of the places that you have to go to? Uh, well, I we, we are um, planning uh, a road trip again to the three Baltic states uh, for the end of the year. Uh, the three Baltic states are Lithuania, Latvia, which I've I've been there, and Estonia. We are fascinated about Tallinn. It's a city that me and Danny we really, really, really want to visit, and uh, we start planning on that to to go probably between October or December. And the, um, we are going probably to arrive in Vilnius, which is the capital of Latvia, and then road tripping all the way to, to Tallinn. Uh, not only going through the capitals, but also the small cities. And uh, I also uh, want to share that I love to travel on the uh, off-seasons because uh, uh, I, I, I tend to believe that this is uh, the best way for you to know the locals, because if you're going to Europe right now during the summer, the city will be packed, everyone will be on the street, but most tourists, uh, everything will be overpriced, uh, there will be lots of tourist traps, and um, it, it's harder for you to get the essence of the, 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 the place and the people over there. So for me, the, the off-season, it's always, always the, the, the best time for, to traveling. Yeah, you know, I found that too. I'm, uh, I'm actually in Trinidad and Tobago while we're doing this interview, and it's actually the rainy season now, and there's no tourists here. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking around, I'm like, there's no foreigners. Yeah. It's basically, it's, domestic tourists still come, um, but because it's raining a lot, I mean, um, it's not what you think of when you think of the Caribbean. I think blue sky, sunny weather, tropical beaches, but uh, here in Trinidad, it's been raining pretty much um, uh, five days out of seven days a week, which is all right. We I get to do my work, uh, doing my coaching, masterminding, uh, these interviews, uh, planning my summit this fall, and being a digital nomad and focusing on the digital part, not the nomadic part. Sure. And also, you, you can find some beauty in the rain. I, I'm sure of that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Andre, tell us about um, Brazil itself. I mean, we've talked a lot about international travel, European travel, South African travel, etc. But I mean, um, I was actually just in Europe, uh, sorry, sorry, just in Brazil uh, for about six weeks, and we absolutely loved it uh, in terms of the beauty, the diversity, the different um, uh, cultural aspects. The food is incredible. The people, super hospitable. 
Um, from a local's perspective, you're a Brazilian local. Tell us about some of the favorite places uh, for you as a Brazilian native and also as a Brazilian traveler. Well, uh, uh, for me, it's easy to say the, the best place in Brazil, from my perspective, it's a, uh, a big city called Belo Horizonte, which is the capital of Minas Gerais. It's there you can find easily, easily, uh, by far, the best food and the best people in Brazil. They are really, really welcoming. Uh, you, you have uh, a warm welcome on every corner of that you go, and the food eats out of this world, seriously, much better than uh, everywhere in Brazil I have been to. So my tip for you is to come to Belo Horizonte. Cool. Anywhere else besides Belo Horizonte? BH? Yeah, Porto Alegre is also very nice. Uh, but it, since we are getting to the winter over here, there it's really, really cold compared to Sao Paulo or Rio. There you can find like zero degrees during the winter time. But also the food is very nice. They are, I mean, specialized in churrasco, which is a Brazilian barbecue because of they're really close to Argentina and Uruguay. So there's a lot of uh, influence, influence for that country, especially on the food. And people are also very nice. Uh, but I mean, uh, it, it's another place that I love to go because it has a lot of uh, identity. You know, it's it's hard for for us to find an identity in São Paulo because we have people from everywhere. There is nothing like a exactly São Paulo identity. Uh, but in Porto Alegre and in Belo Horizonte, you can find something like that. And you know, you mentioned Sao Paulo. It's actually an amazing city. I had no idea what to expect, and it's uh, pretty much the biggest city in the southern hemisphere, um, yeah. and also the biggest city in South America and the biggest city in Brazil, obviously. Uh, tell us about some of the major sightseeing attractions that people can visit when they come over to Sao Paulo. Yeah, Sao Paulo isn't exactly a beautiful city. It is. Uh, there is no such thing as rush hour over here because every hour is rush hour over here, um, um, and it's. And very polluted, it's noisy, uh, sometimes it's ugly because it's too gray. Uh, so I, 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 it won't be honest for me to tell you that Sao Paulo is great for you to see, but it's great for you to live. Uh, there's uh, tons of cultural activities running all the time. Uh, you can find lots of uh, 24 hours restaurants, 24 hours bars, and as I mentioned before, you can see people from all around, not only Brazil, but all around the world over here. Uh, the main avenue over here, Paulista Avenue, uh, it's a three kilometers avenue. So if you walk from uh, one point to another, you will find, uh, you will listen at least five different languages being, being talking on the street because people from all over the place are, are here. So it's not about to see stuff. Sao Paulo, it's about to live stuff this is my my thoughts about the city yeah I, I was pleasantly surprised and you mentioned like avenue polista we actually went there on a sunday where they actually closed the main yeah. street and um there's so much culture and music and art and amazing amazing going there uh we went to um republica a really cool area and then uh, uh via madalina you know that that's a beautiful area where you actually work right Right, correct. Yes, uh, Paulista Avenue during the Sundays are the best place for you to be. Uh, th those three kilometers I mentioned before closed for cars, so you can see on every corner a different band playing music. People like skating, biking, lots of dogs, kids, and uh, local artists sending uh, 
art crafts and stuff like that. It, it is uh, really, really, really amazing. When you, when you see a, a, a sunny Sunday, it is the best place for you to be over here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We had a sunny Sunday, luckily, when we were there. Uh, so, um, Andre, if people wanted to find out more about your website, I know it is in Portuguese, but uh, you can actually click on Google Translate, and it'll be able to translate it for you if you're not a, a Portuguese or not Brazilian. Uh, tell us about the website if people wanted to find out more info, or also the social media if people want to connect with you and follow you. Yeah, uh, we write only in Portuguese, but uh, uh, it is something that I'm almost concerned uh, that it works fine with Google Translate. So I'm not into using, you know, um, small words and stuff like that. I'm always concerned about the translation on Google. So you can find a nice translator on Google. So it, my blog is called Viagem Creativa. Of course, it is in Portuguese, which means creative trip, because, uh, because of that concept I mentioned before of going to less known places. So it's viagemcreativa.com.br. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can find and, and, and read good content if you want to, even in English. Or if you want to learn some Portuguese, I strongly recommend you to do that. And how about your social media? Yeah, my social media is not about the blog. It's my personal one, because I have one, and Danny, my wife, has another. Uh, it's called Andre Chaos, with the C-H. Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, it's all, all the same uh, handle. So it's, it's easy for you to find me. Awesome. Hey, thank you for your time today. Um, in the midst of your busy schedule there in Sao Paulo, in one of the most amazing cities in the world. Uh, thank you for those insights, uh, great insights into uh, travel blogging and getting press trips and also about sightseeing in Brazil. Uh, I thank you, Rick, for the opportunity. Uh, hope you had a good time over there in the Caribbean and hope to see you again everywhere in the world. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll connect soon. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Andre, is, uh, you know, you can find him on his website, on his social media. Make sure you connect with him. And make sure you connect with us. Uh, you know, subscribe to us on YouTube and on iTunes, and leave us a rating and review. And uh, follow us all over social media, digitalnomadmastery.com.